Welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast here on the Teardown Feed. My name is Jeff Luck, and I ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver every week. And this week, that race car driver is Brandon Brown from the Xfinity Series, driver owner for Brandon Built Motorsports. Now, if you don't know Brandon Brown, um, aside from him being in playoff contention, I tell you what, really uh, underrated personality, funny guy, really enjoy talking to him every time I get the chance. So I was excited to invite him on. And I think you'll really enjoy the conversation. I know I did. Uh, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Give it a listen. All right, everybody. I'm here with Brandon Brown. And uh, Brandon, the first question is, when you meet someone who doesn't know who you are, do you ever lie about what you do for a living? Um, I don't lie, but you know, I just don't really expand on what I actually do because luckily I get to pick out of two jobs. I get to say uh, on the weekends, I'm the race car driver. And during the week, uh, I sell sponsorships and do team marketing. So <laughs> it, it yeah. sounds more normal. <laughs> yeah, that's later. right. Yeah. You, people aren't going to pry as much if you, if you're talking about the marketing part of it, I guess. Yeah. No, they, they just hear it and they're like, Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brandon, which current driver have you known for the longest? Uh, probably, probably Timmy Hill. Um, oh, really? We, okay. Yeah, so we used to race go-karts together as kids in King George, Virginia. Um, and then I went the dirt route and kind of went away and I didn't really see him much. And then all of a sudden he was in like the Cup Series and Truck Series. And I was like, oh my God, I used to race that guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I had no idea. Um, can you describe to us what it feels like to crash in a race car? It is just kind of frustrating because you're so focused in on having to move forward, trying to drive as hard as you can. And, and usually uh, I, I like to think that usually when I'm in a wreck, it wasn't my own doing um, mm. <laughs> as every driver does, but it's uh, it's frustrating, but at the same time, it, it's just a, a big jolt of energy. So, you know, you're, you're taking an object that's moving 110 to 200 miles an hour and you are suddenly stopping it with another force. So um, it's just a big energy jolt because you're so locked down with, you know, seven seat belts, a, a seat that basically hugs you on the sides. And then you have your Hans device locking your, your head in place. And so it's, it's uh, not a lot of movement more than just, you know, just sudden energy. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Do you have any new habits or lifestyle changes you've made lately that you're particularly proud of? So because of Doug Randolph, I've had to start taking up biking, oh. uh, road biking, trying to, you know, like I see a lot of the big cup guys are doing it and, you know, it's great cardio, gets you in shape, get, you know, helps you manage your heart rate, manage your breathing. And it's, uh, it's kind of become like a hobby now to do and, uh, I'm actually, you know, really happy with it because it brings great results and I get out of the car after the race and I'm ready to go another 200 laps. I was like, Oh, maybe I could do a cup race. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> huh. What well, have you gone on any, um, like long, you know, significantly long rides, I guess so far on, on your bike, uh, between 20 and 30 miles is about where we go. Mm -hmm. Um, average, average to 20 miles. Um, but nothing longer than that yet. Got to I got to really build up to do that because I'd like to. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, Brandon, what makes you laugh during a race? Um, sometimes like as messed up as it is, it, it's funny seeing some other people's mistakes. And sometimes you just, you feel for some of the other drivers because it just feels, it looks like they are just a magnet for accidents. Oh, and yeah. yeah, you know, and, and like, I don't want to like make a call out or anything. So I'll just say driver X I've, I've been behind a few times. And I'll watch him dive down to the apron to miss a wreck <laughs> and the car that's spinning. Just, I don't know if it picks up throttle or speed and just missiles the side of him. I'm like, man, like I, I got to race around anybody else, but him, because if I race around him, I'm going to get in a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's rough. Yeah. He so, needs, he needs Jimmy's golden horseshoe or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, he needs something. <laughs> <laughs> poor driver X. Yeah. Poor um, driver X. What is a skill or quality you envy in other drivers? Mm. Uh, the the skills of obtaining a huge sponsor to get into the big rides. <laughs> yeah. But um no. Um I don't know. There there's some drivers that you can just see like like Tyler Reddick. I envy how he's able to just latch on to running the wall and do it so well and so precisely. And when I talked to him about, it, I'm like, man, like, where do you look? Like, where do you, what are you looking for when you're running up there? How do you do it? Do it so consistently so well. I mean, people talk about it and it's hilarious because he's like, I don't know. <laughs> and then <laughs> you look at an in-car camera and you're looking at his eyes like, okay, where is, where's is he looking? Like, how's he positioning himself up next to the wall? And his eyes are going everywhere, the left, right up, down. I'm like, man, <laughs> like, is it ADD? Like what's going on? Uh, what is he thinking? So I I envy it because like, I, I want to know how he does it. And and, I mean, to be honest, after talking to him, I think he wants to know how he does it. So (laughs) (laughs) I, I envy, I envy that skill. (laughs) That's great. That's a great answer. Um, so this next one is a wild card question. I'm just kind of mixing it up for every driver and asking, trying to ask something topical or just whatever I feel like. And, um, I really just want to try to get your input on this because I I'm I've gone back and forth on the fence. You know, there's all there's been all these Marcus Limonis tweets recently and mm-hmm. people going back and forth. And you know, Sheldon Creed said, you know, I, I don't want to take your your offer for fifteen thousand dollars, you know, because we're we're worth more than that. And then he got offended. People are like, you know, man, he's he's doing so much. And then people are like, well, what about market value? You know, like if if teams accept that, then you know they're not going to have you know, not going to be able to ask a sponsor for more, um, or or for a regular amount, I guess. So, you know, you're somebody, obviously you, you've got your own team. You're, you've, you're seeing all sides of this. Where, where do you Mm -hmm. come down on sort of like the, you know, should, should teams just accept whatever money is out there? Should you hold out for more? What's your philosophy with your team? I mean, it's your, you're fighting a double-edged sword. Um, you know, I can understand Sheldon's point of view of he's got other partners that are very large that would probably come back and say, there's no way I'm giving you this much money next year because you're accepting 15,000. So, you know, I'll we're We'll do it for that. So like, I understand that. Um, I don't know if I'd go about calling out my series title sponsor. <laughs> him he's not paying me enough when, you know, like, I, what I understood from it was, you know, 15,000 for the wrap, like 
30,000 for a top 10, 50 for a top five, 100K if you win, mm-hmm. which to me, that's a pretty good chunk of change. Um, now, looking at the, the market value, there are a lot more teams that are willing to accept that lower price mm-hmm. um, just because how hard the market's gotten, you know, really and truly, it's hard to justify a huge spend unless you're you're taking half of that spend and, and doing outside ads with it and NASCAR ads and track signage and everything because the sponsor can't be at the track. And mm. it's, it's hard to justify that. But um, I mean, I don't know, like it, it, when I look at it, if, if teams, if the big teams and the little teams and the middle teams start accepting $15,000 primaries, um, you know, uh, I would hope that that would almost lead to driving the cost of things down because the manufacturers of motors, chassis, bodies, everything that goes into a race car have to understand that the the money isn't in the sport like it used to be. There's not as high of a demand mm-hmm. um, where back in the early 2000s, you saw pack house. Everybody wanted to watch NASCAR. NASCAR was popping. It was huge. Like the demand isn't there like that. So you kind of got to skew the, you know, start skewing your prices, especially when you're fighting not only other teams that might be undercutting, you're fighting Instagram influencers who are only charging $1,000 per post who are getting 160,000 likes on their post. Like, you gotta understand, like we're you're fighting so many other things, so many other sports, so many other avenues that that companies are taking their marketing dollars to. Whatever's popular, um, you know, what's popular right now is thirty to sixty second videos of doing spoofs, and because they understand that that's all that people really have the attention span for. So we talked about that ADD thing earlier, but <laughs> yeah, it, it's there's just so much to it that it's hard to say you know, I'm going to like, it's a risk versus reward. I'm going to hold out for somebody to come in and give me a hundred thousand dollars per race and, you know, $4 million so that I can go drive for junior RCR, whoever. Uh, It's hard to hold out for that because those partnerships are so few for strictly marketing Mm -hmm. for what Marcus Limonis is doing is strictly marketing and trying to, play the B2B angle, which is where a lot of those huge deals you see happen, the business to consumer, that's your $15,000 sponsorship package. And it's hard to bite down on that and accept it, but it's kind of where it's moving to. Wow. That was a really fascinating answer. I, and, and honestly, like, as you're sitting here saying that I didn't even think about, you know, you're, you're going to companies, you're calling a company and, and they're like, well, why would we give you this when we can give some TikTok person this or some Instagram person this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can see the numbers right there. That that hurts. I mean, yeah, you're you're competing against more than just racing and racing teams. It's there's a yeah. whole world out there. That's that's really interesting. I, I had not thought about that at all. Yeah, sorry that answer is a little long-winded. It's just kind of been my soapbox I've sat on for a bit. Cause like, you know, working in trying to get sponsors and partners and everything, it's you know. Cause I, I hear it all the time from teams, you know, guys on our team, why can't we get these sponsors? I'm seeing all these other guys are getting sponsors. I'm like, well, when you look at it and they have a huge company to leverage, you know, that's why I tweeted at Marcus. I was like, give me camping world to leverage. 
Mm-hmm. If I can leverage shelf space in Camping World, I can sell all day. But if I don't have that opportunity and I just have the likeness of Brandon Brown and Brandon Belt Motorsports and the 68 Chevy, then, you know, like uh, if I'm a company, unless I just really love Brandon Brown, uh, <laughs> there's no way I'm going to give that kid, you know, $100,000, $500,000, a million dollars. It's just, you know, you got to you got to understand the battlefield and who all is going for these marketing dollars and understand that companies have to evenly spread them to things that are popular, things that work, that give a true ROI, that expand their business, that make sales. And if it comes from a TikTok influencer who's got a million followers, you know, okay, I just got to give that kid, you know, (laughs) pennies on the dollar for when it comes to NASCAR sponsorships. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, this is why I love talking to you right here. I feel like this is maybe our third <laughs> podcast or something. Every time I'm learning something new. So that, I appreciate that. Well, I'm glad um, I could teach. I, I don't know if I would consider myself a teacher. <laughs> no, you're, you, you're very insightful. Um, so this is a little bit of a different question for you because I, I've been asking the drivers, you know, this is a remote work world now. So if you could relocate mm-hmm. to a different state than where your team shop is, where would you want to live? But for you, I mean, you can't really just be like, as the owner and stuff like, all right, yeah, you guys, you guys just do your thing. I'm just going to go to a different state now, but I guess in a, in a dream world, um, you know, where would you, if not where you live now, where would, where else would you like to live? That's a tough question. Um, like there's so many places that I love being, um, I would try to live somewhere near my family just cause, uh, all the different things that have gone on in the past year being far would, would not be ideal. Uh, but I do love the beach. So if I could live on a nice beach house out in, you know, Maui or something, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> like, Hey guys, I'll see you at the racetrack. I'll just bring my helmet. Um, I hope the car is there and it's fitted to my liking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't know like that. Gosh, that that's so hard to answer. Um, what I mean, like, or like, I, I don't know. Maybe have like a, a house, or just like Air B to B hop or Airbnb hop. Like, I want to go live in Germany for a week and live right next to the Autobahn and Nurburgring, and I want to go live next to the beach. Like, I want twelve houses that I can just <laughs> bounce to. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. Don't don't get tied down to one place when you can move around and just show up for each race and go back to wherever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. What's an embarrassing mistake you've made on the track that you're comfortable sharing with us now? <laughs> Last weekend at Darlington, um, dumb, dumb Brandon decided, Hey, I think I can go through three and four way faster than everybody else and, and stick it like no problem. So I did that and I collected the wall. I, I made sure that that structure was sound for everyone. So that you're welcome. Um, <laughs> just nice testing the safety, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a giver. Um, so I did that. And then I cut the tire on the front stretch. I turned the wheel left and I was like, "Uh Oh, this thing's not going left. And I tried getting in the brakes and just rode the car right up into the wall. And I watched it. Like, I just like, like it happened in slow motion. I was like, I knew how hard I hit the first wall. Like I knew how hard I tested it. Why, uh, why in the world did I think that I was going to be able to continue racing this car? At, at a hard rate without going and getting new tires like what an idiot but things happen i don't know 
I'm just glad I didn't really collect anyone else in that incident, I guess. Yeah, I'm sure it, in the split seconds, you know, the five seconds you have to whatever think about it, you're just like, man, I hope this somehow didn't isn't as bad as I thought. Maybe it'll somehow salvage it. But, <laughs> yeah, you, know. you kind of have that mindset of, ah, it wasn't that bad. Like, <laughs> let's, yeah, we'll just keep going and boom, pow. Like, oh, yeah, okay, that one felt a little bad. <laughs> <laughs> um. Brandon, if someone were to hand you an envelope and inside of this envelope was the date of your final career win, would you want to open it? Uh, yeah, because then I'd know I won. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten to win in the top three series yet. It's It's been like seven years since I've won a race or maybe more. I don't know. Like I think 2013 or 2014 was the last time I won a race in a late model and God, it, it's felt like forever. So I'm like, man, I got to get out of this slump. Like, I start cheering if I went on iRacing. I'm like, yeah, like, <laughs> I still got it. You know, Brandon's back. But it's like, ah, is he really? Like, <laughs> so it, it's one of those things where, you know, you're like, man, like, if I went and got into Junior's eight car like Josh Berry, would, would I pull off that win? Maybe. I don't know. I like to think so. Uh, so it's a, it's funny every time I hear of an open a ride opening up with a really good team I'm like hmm I wonder what it would be like just just one race just go to the bank and be like everything I have I'm gonna put it on this one race they'd be like you're a moron I'd be like I know <laughs> but I want to see if I could do it <laughs> yeah no I mean that's that's the great unanswered question right it's just like right do who, I have what could, it takes yeah yeah um, Brandon have you achieved your childhood dream? Almost. We're right there. I can usually see it on the other side of the fence. Um, when I'm, when I'm in the Xfinity garage and I'm looking over at the cup garage, I'm, I'm just like, Ooh, so close. And then I felt like it was really close at Talladega. I you know, restarted 27th and the caution came out when we were in seventh. I was like, no. And then mm. it started raining. I was like, no, like, I don't know why, but it's just like, uh, like an absurd, like I have to be able to just burn it down one time. Like I want to do a victory lane donut at a track. Like I don't, I picked like in my head, I was like, man, like I would do, do, I would love to do a Daytona. I'd love to do it like at, you know, an area with a large infield and just tear up the grass. But now looking at it, I'm like, I'll do it anywhere. Like, just give me a track. Give me Martinsville. I don't care. <laughs> like, I just want to, I want to burn it down so bad, but you know, we'll see. Hopefully one day. Oh man. Now, now I'm going to know what to watch for. If you ever win, like I'm not even going to turn away from the TV or whatever. Like I like, have oh, told I Doug this. and them, like, I'm going to blow this car up. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do a burnout for as long as that motor will take. It. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next interview. And the last interview I did was with, uh, Brad sweet from world of outlaws and he wanted to ask you, um, are you a fan of other forms of racing and outside of a stock car, which car would you like to drive and why? Ooh, tough question. I love watching other racing. So like last year when everything was going on, I was really watching a lot of like sprint car and watching Kyle Larson and, and just because the battles in those cars are so intense. I mean, it was mm -hmm. back and forth every corner like twice a lap like these guys were swapping spots like one and two somebody would rope the top and and take them and then they get into three and four and try and slide job the guy'd cross them up and that that to me i was just like 
I was glued to my phone like an idiot. Like I'm sure that I was like drooling on myself. Like, whoa, <laughs> like the opportunity to do, oh my God. Like you wouldn't catch me in one of those cars. Like I've looked in them and I'm like looking at the drive shaft go in between the driver's leg. I'm like, right. no, absolutely <laughs> not. Like I've seen the interior of these cars. Like they, I, I figured it out. They like, they have a, a steering wheel that basically is flat. They got bus pedals. They got the, you know, the big seat that they're in. And then like, they have like a five gallon bucket right in front of them. And I say it's to hold their balls. Cause like, these guys are like insane. Like, yeah. But if I had the opportunity to go do another form of racing, I'd love to try and drive a rally car. Mm. Like those to me look so incredibly fun, intense. I feel horrible for whoever was sitting passenger side. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> And 1500 kilometers turn left. I'd be like, huh? Like, can you repeat that to me? Like in like 200, like, you know, I'm looking like when I stare at my phone, I'm staring at, you know, my GPS, like, okay. I check it like six times before the turn. <laughs> so I would feel terrible for that guy, but that kind of racing just looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, <laughs> well, that's another thing I'd watch if you were in a rally car then and didn't know where you're going. I'd tune in for that as well. Just like with the burnout. <laughs> that's um, right. <laughs> So the next interview I'm doing is going to be with uh, Joseph Newgarden going into the Indy 500. So do you have a question that I might be able to ask Joseph? Hmm. I feel like, oh, yeah, he's a big-time auto racer, so he's going into the Indy 500. Um, all right. If the day comes where or, – or, or if you were to get – would you still be in motorsports – if you weren't able to do it as a driver, would you still try and find a way to be a part of the team that you're in, in some way, shape or form, if you weren't allowed to drive? Okay. So like driving's off the table, are you still going to be in racing or are you going to go do something else kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. That's a good question. It's a really good question. Well, man, thanks so much for doing this. This is, uh, I'm, I'm so like, as this interview is going on, I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad I asked Brandon. Once again, he delivers, uh, just like you did with the faux <laughs> UPS car. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, the UPS light, the knockoff. Um, yeah. Yes. But no, yeah, I'm actually really excited to hear his answer. Cause I get that question so many times from people like, they're like, so if like you weren't driving, like, would you still work in NASCAR? I'm hmm. like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'd pick a different series or, I love NASCAR. Like I love watching it, but sometimes the politics of it get a little intense as they do with everything else. Like depends if, if, if you're asking me if I'm going to sponsor, like do sponsorship stuff for people. Absolutely not. Go <laughs> right. kick rocks. Like, <laughs> right. I'll go, I'll go get a, a, a big boy job or something. I don't know. <laughs> like a, a real person job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Do you, would you like to help someone else live their dream? Uh, no, not really. You enjoy that, you know? Yeah, like I want to live that dream. Like right. I'm jealous. I'm a jealous yeah. guy. No, I, I don't <laughs> think you know. Yeah, that's a normal reaction. But well, anyway, thanks again for for doing this and and taking the time. I really appreciate it. It was a great great interview. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody. There you have it, Brandon Brown on the twelve questions. As you could tell, definitely really enjoyed that one. I've just been having such a good time on the twelve questions this year. I think it's my favorite thing that uh, I've been doing this year just consistently, you know, the people so far have been having some really uh, great answers, great interviews. I've just, I've just really enjoyed doing them. So I hope you guys enjoy listening as well. And of course you can read these too, as well as everything else on the athletic 
Right now, there's a $1 a month promotion going on for new subscribers. So to get that, what you need to do is go to one of my links that I post on Twitter. Um, you can actually go to uh, any anything, I think, on the story page if you go to theathletic.com. But the easiest way to do it is to go to one of my links that you see um, that I tweeted out for a story. Uh, if you're not a subscriber, you should hit the paywall. It'll say, would you like to subscribe for $1 a month? You get access to the entire athletic, everything. So um, doesn't need to be a 12 questions. Doesn't need to be um, a top five column after the race or whatever. Um, any of our stories, feel, feel free to subscribe off that. I, I believe the promotion's only running for a couple weeks, though. So uh, don't wait too long before it goes away again. Anyway, I appreciate you, as always, for listening. And I will talk to you next time on the 12 Questions Podcast.